It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. Yep. Dude, I can't see you because we're social distancing. But Still social distancing. Are we going to be social distancing forever? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm preparing for it. I changed my screensaver to a picture of us in L.A. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, but I have been catching a lot of the Tiger King. Uh-oh. I mean, if there was ever a show to come out in perfect timing, it was... Tiger King coming out right as everyone couldn't leave their house and at times wanted to like change your brain from everything going on with the news talking about, you know, uh, ventilators and PPE and social distancing and like what a way to escape from COVID-19 like the Tiger King. Do you think that there's any way that Carol made the... Like that she generated COVID-19 for this purpose. I mean, if you were to ask Joe Exotic, where did the corona chi- coronavirus come from? He would say, Carol Effin Baskins. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, The Tiger King is a show on Netflix about a kind of wild, crazy guy with multiple husbands carrying a gun who loves big cats and maybe was not always doing right by his animals. I mean, I just, I just upgraded my Netflix account to show on multiple screens. <laughs> so you can see Joe Exotic multiple times? Well, because, you know, the kids are over watching, I don't know what, right? Uh, there's a lot of these shows on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. They, uh, so Netflix, we, I think as Americans, a lot of times we think every show is made in America. But there's some of these shows that my kids like that are made in other countries and other languages. And so they're dubbed over uh, with English subtitles. And uh, my kids are into this one called Go, and it's obviously made somewhere else. And they like to watch it. And and I, I'll be trying to turn the TV on. I'm like, I gotta watch Joe Exotic here. I got a podcast to do. What are you kids doing? And they're watching some show, you know. So so anyway, it, it's interesting to to note how many shows that are on Netflix are not made in America. Well, this one sure was, because this takes place in Oklahoma and Florida. And this show could not be more American and Uh about the people Uh of America. And I will tell you, somebody was like, well, uh, what does the Tiger King have to do with medicine or religion? And you would not realize how many medical issues came up during this. So during the coronavirus, one of the main things is, 
where I'm really struggling with is say you saw someone who saw someone who had COVID-19 and they were symptomatic or asymptomatic. How long are we pulling people out of work for? And people are scared. So I have pulled people out of work indefinitely just because they're higher risk. And it's always tough to know what is the right answer, when do you need to pull someone out? And even reading this, I don't know these answers, but in the Tiger King. Are you monitoring people's like Instagram posts to be like, oh, I was at the store today and saw somebody who I think might have been COVID positive and then you're like yanking them out of work? No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really, there's a balance between becoming Facebook friends and social media as a doctor with patients since actually because of Doc and the Deacon, I, I have become friends with more through this entity, but um, that's not usually how it's supposed to go. No, no. So I'm, I'm not keeping up on anyone's, but um, I mean, there have been times on Facebook I've seen people go like, can't sleep, just took another Ambien. And like the next day I realized like I prescribed that Ambien and called the person and was like, hey, you friend requested me and then you're posting things about that online? Come on now. But right. the, I don't know if you remember, there was, uh, there was a person on Tiger King. Her name was uh, Kelsey uh, Saff. Actually, he, he's a, 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 a transgender male now. He goes by Saff. And remember, uh, he stuck his arm in the cage and okay. got his arm bit off. Dude only missed like seven days total. Yeah, five days of work, seven yeah. days. And was not bitter at all. During it, they actually showed. And I will give uh, Joe Exotic, who is obviously uh, crazy, went and very quickly put a tourniquet on. I've taken people out for months that aren't sick. And uh, Saf missed uh, one week for an arm being eaten off by a tiger. I would at least no, get I, a full two weeks from that. When I heard people talk about Joe Exotic, right? And a lot of people had mixed emotions. I, I turned to that very story. When I saw that, and I said, here's a person who stuck their arm in a cage, almost lost their life, but came out of this thing and went right back to work. She never even sued him. It's not like she went back and she was like, oh, let me tell you all the things that he did wrong. She went back to work and was all about the park and kept it out of the newspapers. Yeah. Intentionally. So as not to affect the income of the park. I mean, that, talk about loyalty, but I, to me, that said something about his character too, right? That these people kind of believe in what he was doing. They definitely believed in him and he definitely gave a chance to people that either had nothing or had just gotten out of rehab or had just gotten out of jail and brought them into a family type environment, an environment where he got paid very little and got screamed at. And, um, uh, but, if you have nothing and someone welcomes you in and, and gives you a place to sleep and gets the opportunity to be around these big cats, um, which, you know, one of the interesting things is they were saying that a lot of people were saying that they were addicted to the big cats. Yeah. I'm a scaredy cat. I'm not, I'm not addicted to big cats. I'm a scaredy cat. I see these and they're like playing around with these animals and no offense, I... I it made me nervous. I do not want to lose an arm. I have not done my research on this particular note that I'm about to share, but I did recognize it as something that was interesting, is, you know, because now we're in the social distancing and everybody's doing their night show from their house, like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon. And, 
you know, Jimmy Fallon had John Legend on the other night, and John Legend said that the United States is the biggest cat sanctuary in the world. We have more cats, more big cats, in sanctuary than any other place in the world. Yeah, they actually do say that during Tiger King. That's crazy, right? Yep, crazy. Crazy. I'll tell you what else... Well, I will tell you where Joe Exotic, um, who, uh, uh, spoiler alert, is in jail currently. Uh, did I just ruin that for people? Sorry. What did uh, you say? Uh, Joe Exotic is in jail. Oh, my gosh. I didn't watch the last episode. Oh, I know you did, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> one of the characters in there, Joe Exotic, would argue that in the wild, the cats are going away. And that the only way that these big cats will stay around is by having them being, uh, you know, taken in by people like him and breeders and people that are using cats. And Carol Baskins, who is his arch nemesis, her big issue is he doesn't let them live free. She has a sanctuary. He has a zoo. But I'll tell you, in both of their establishments, uh, these lions and tigers both live in, uh, I mean, big cages, but they're both in cages. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can have them run around the backyard. I mean, by the time they're six months old, they could tear, your, you know, your arm off. I did love me some Jeff Lowe. Well, you know what I didn't love is Doc Antle. You know why? Why? Because he's not a doc. Stop it with his Doc Antle. And you know what? you know where he went to medical school? He is a doctor of mystical sciences. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did some research on mystical sciences, and then I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to hate on it too much. But I know that getting in can't be that difficult because Doc Antle didn't actually graduate from high school. And, and it, not everyone graduates from high school, but um, it's hard to become a physician, a real doctor, if you did not graduate from high school. Like Pat Adams. <laughs> Like like Patch Adams, <laughs> but you know what else? Medically wise, they were getting the meat. The, they were buying the leftover expired meat from Walmart, and not okay. only were they feeding it to the tigers and lions, the employees were super psyched. Do you believe that story? That if the meat comes, because here's what I don't know. I, I don't know if it's true. I mean, I'm tempted to go into Walmart, take. 10 pounds of steak from the cooler, walk it up front, be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want that anymore. And have my wife behind me be like, he's not buying that. I'll buy that. It's on sale. How much did I get that for? Like, I, I don't understand where that, is that real? Well, I don't know. You have to mark it down? I'm talking to the deacon, but he's also the guy that Del Frisco's called the master griller. As quarantine was about to start and go, hey, we've got all these great steaks. Do you want to buy them? And he's like, yeah. yes, but only tell my yeah. wife I spent this amount. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, is that, do you think that, that there's, there's validity in that? Because what did he say in the, in the show that there was, they, were, they had to mark that stuff down once it came off the rack? 
Well, if anything you realize during the show is that Joe Exotic is not 100% truthful about anything. And during the show, he's very focused on uh, this character, Carol Baskins, and that she basically um, fed her previous husband to the lions or the tigers. Oh, I thought he got pushed off a plane. Well, she said he got pushed off a plane, but let's be honest. We know what happened to him. She, uh, listen, I, I heard her say that she couldn't even put his hand through a meat grinder, much less his whole body. <laughs> well, I know that uh, Don Lewis was killed by Carol Baskins the same way that I know that O.J. Simpson killed Nicole Simpson. And there's not many things I, I know in the world. And I try to go based off things I definitely there know. Bronco? There were no white Broncos. There was not. The so the best part is this meat that they had later on in the series, they open up like a pizza shop. And they've got all these different toppings you can get on the pizza. And the, uh, the guy running the show asked me at one point, uh, you know, those toppings, they don't come off a Walmart truck, do they? And they're like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, they do. And I'm going to tell you, I think that if you had a pizza there, that meat, that meat was roaring. I wonder if, like, since our... Our audio isn't quite the same since we're social distancing. Whether or not people are going to enjoy it more or less, the sound of your voice coming like uh, secondarily through uh, the microphone. That's probably true. I, I think I think mostly it will be less, but I think they will appreciate the effort. So I'm going to give you a few things about the Tiger King that you didn't know. Okay. First, uh, there's all these videos that he does, and he is lip syncing. It is not his voice. He wrote. He, he helped. Yes, but this was another band who sang all those songs, and he did not sing any of them, and he was lip syncing like over all of them. He's like the nilly, the nilly of tiger enthusiast zoo people that sing. Yes. Well, now that you know we've got the tiger at the Bronx Zoo is positive for coronavirus. Who knows? I thought that animals were not subject or, or susceptible to, to the disease. That is the thought. Is but it common? It, it is not thought to be common as per veterinarians around the world, but at the Bronx Zoo, which was shut down on March 16th, a few days later they had noticed that Nadia, one of the uh, tigers, was not eating as much and was coughing quite a bit. And actually um, six to seven different animals have been found to be positive. And I tried to figure out exactly. They actually did have to sedate the tiger before doing a swab. I don't know if you know those swabs. It's like sticking a nasal swab into your nose, up to your brain. I've heard. I've heard. Oh, yeah. Luckily, I've only been on the end when I swab. But there's a little bit of fear even when I try to swab a human because I'm worried about COVID-19, let alone a tiger. medication as the dog because he develops a cough and, and he doesn't want to go to the doctor 
and so he takes the dog to the veterinarian and, and they get they prescribe medicine to the to the dog and Kramer takes the medicine and at the end there's a fire and Kramer uh, barks out to the to this police officer that there's danger and there's a fire. It's an amazing episode. <laughs> I love it. Well, as Carol Bassins would say, Hey there, all you cool cats and kittens. I've got a game. Oh, Big Cat Rescue, huh? Yeah, so I've got a Big Cat Rescue game. So I'm going to do one, and then we're going to come back to it after this. So the first game is a Mary F. Kill. And it okay. is uh, Joe Exotic, and to those of you who haven't heard the show, uh, Joe a- ends up uh, marrying two younger men, much younger, about 20 years younger, one named uh, John Finlay and another named Travis. And so Mary F.K. between John Finlay, Joe Exotic, and Travis. Uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, I know it's crazy, but I'd probably marry a Joe Exotic. Wow. Because... I think he's got this DNA in him that's made to just survive, right? The dude just finds a way to, to, to make it. Um, I guess I'd kill John Finlay. Probably a few too many tattoos for me. And then Travis was pretty handsome. Yeah, Travis was handsome. Okay, okay. Well, I will tell you, he is a survivor, uh, Joe Exotic. And I also want to point out that Joe Exotic is a bad person. But he broke his back as a child. He also walks with, like, hold a... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said he's a bad person. He's a person who has done some things that were bad. Yes. Does that mean he's a bad person? Well... Do you think there's no good in Joe Exotic? I mean, I think he certainly got wrapped up in fame. I think he certainly got carried away with some things. But is he a bad person? He was very focused on paying someone to kill another person. And he definitely multiple times killed his own animals and didn't always treat them well. Yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, Joe Exotic is a bad person. Yes, I'm going to stick there. Yep, yep. And I don't care how many, you know, our fathers or rosary beads he collects. I'm going to stick with, uh, yeah, Joe Exotic is a bad dude who is charming and funny and um, had me riveted for seven straight episodes. Not only that, I also listened to the podcast uh, on Joe Exotic actually like, you know, six months, a year ago. So I already knew about him. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. And, and I wouldn't want to point out he has one of the best mullets ever. Literally, maybe the best mullet ever. And a lot of you out there, a lot of you out there. Maybe home trimming your hair. Don't give yourself a uh, mullet. Uh, I, I tell you what. All right, so, so you think he's a bad person. Is that because of the physical afflictions that he suffered from? Oh, no, no. I'm just trying to point out. You said he was a survivor. So he broke his back as a child. He okay. um, recently, um, they thought, was possibly exposed to COVID-19. Um, the, uh, the rumor is that he is not positive, but he was put in isolation. Um, he walks funny because he, um, hurt his leg in a car accident a few, a few years ago. He also supposedly has been diagnosed with prostate cancer and some of the treatments he's gotten for prostate cancer has left him with a CVID, which is common variable immunodeficiency. So yes, he sure as heck is a survivor. But I will tell you medically. Which made me think, why do we need to do an episode on this? And what really inspired me was John Finlay, his 
Well, not his second husband, because he was married before he married the two younger men at the same time. But John Finlay, who during the documentary refers to the fact that there was probably some issues at the zoo with crystal methamphetamines. Crystal meth. Okay. And meth meth. Do you know about meth meth? Well, I do know that, that meth really messes with your teeth. It really attacks... Um, the teeth first. So you're right. And this is why when the doc was watching the Tiger King, which is riveting, and I think half of you will love and half of you will hate. But as I was watching it, I was like, I need to know what the heck causes this meth mouth. Yeah. And so you know who I consulted? The other Dr. Drum. Oh, I like that. There is a Dr. Drum in the family who's a, a dentite. A dentist, yeah, yeah. And usually us regular doctors don't like to refer to dentists as regular doctors. But since she's my sister-in-law, I want to give a shout-out to uh, my sister-in-law, Emily Drum. And so we're going to get into meth mouth, the epidemic. The so, 585 dentist. <laughs> yes, call 585-DENTIST call, uh, if you uh, have meth mouth and can afford a good dentistry. Uh, the other Dr. Drum is here. Um, meth first... I always thought like there was something in the meth that really caused just teeth to be damaged and black and broken, which is kind of a, a classic finding of meth mouth. This term that really has been focused on in the past uh, little 10, 13 years, but methamphetamines are acidic. You know, uh, methamphetamine is an addictive stimulant drug, which initially can be snorted. It can be injected. It's classically smoked when it's referred to as crystal meth, and it gives a rush of good feelings. And then all of a sudden, there's a crash. Your temperature can go up. You can be itchy. You can get emotional disturbances. But what it really does is it dries out our salivary glands and causes what's called xerostomia, which is really, really dry mouth. It hurts the root surface. It causes severe gum disease. It causes tooth decay. And when they make crystal meth, I mean, if you've watched Breaking Bad, it has all these different corrosive materials in it that damage the mouth. There are reports of teenagers, like 16, 17-year-olds, needing full dentures. Wow. And really what it does is your mouth gets so dry that it causes a craving for sugary foods. Uh, so like gummy bears? Sodas, juices... And, and needless to say, it's such an addictive medication. When you have meth mouth, a lot of the focus is not on, you know, hygiene and uh, flossing. And uh, I'm sure there are some people that are focused on it. But it sure, you know, causes these loose teeth, broken teeth, enamel erosions and, uh, and, and cavities that are, uh, that are not good. Yeah, there's not a lot of stories out there for the functional methamphetamine addict, right? Like most of the time, it becomes so addicting, it, it, it erodes everything, including their teeth and the rest of their lives, their jobs. And, you know, I mean, the typical story you hear is the meth addict uh, gets, you know, they try it, they get addicted, they begin to uh, do everything they can to find money to buy more, including stealing, robbing, whatever. Um, from friends, family, whomever, uh, oftentimes find themselves in legal trouble. Yeah, my recommendation is if you're thinking about smoking crystal meth, I want you to Google. No, you know what? I want everyone right now 
to Google after they're done listening to this episode, meth mouth. Google images yeah. meth mouth. It would actually, if you had bad meth mouth, it would be hard even walking into your church. I think that uh, the priest uh, or maybe the deacon would judge you. I won't judge you. I'm praying I mean, over here, you're trying to pray for Joe Exotic. I, I get that sense. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Because they call him the Tiger King. And we're doing this episode during the week of where at the beginning of the week... Jesus came in on Palm Sunday and they were calling him the king of the Jews. And by the end of the week, they were making fun of him for being the king of the Jews. And he suffered quite a few physical afflictions during this whole thing. Meth mouth? He did not suffer meth mouth. Okay. Uh, uh, And he also never had his bones broken. Which referred back to a prophecy from Isaiah that talked about how how the bones how his bones would never be broken because normally in a crucifixion you know the the, the upright part of the cross is always attached to the ground and they take the perpendicular part and put it across the arms of the person who's who's going to be crucified. And they make them drag it up there and carry it and attach that to the cross. And many times to get their legs in the right position, they have to break their legs to nail their feet in. And when the guys, when they got to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. And they did not do that to him. They pierced his side and let the blood run out. And that fulfilled another prophecy from Isaiah that said his side would be pierced. So no meth mouth, but plenty of physical afflictions for Jesus during this this week as as people are tuning in to the Tiger King, uh, but also paying homage to the King of the Jews. Yeah, well, I think that everyone, especially you religious people, should on Sunday maybe, uh, you know, turn off Tiger King for a few minutes and uh, reflect on... All these things that the deacon uh, believes in and preaches. Well, you know, I for one will not only be um, thankful for an empty grave on Sunday, although it'll be in quarantine, it'll be with uh, a fewer number of people. We'll be thinking about our family and we'll be together, but we'll also be praying uh, for Carol Baskin. Well, you know what? Nobody ever found Jesus' body again after he was resurrected. But no one has also found Don Lewis, Carol's husband, who she obviously murdered as well. Exactly. And you know what? I'm glad that the stimulus checks aren't coming in until like next week because I worry that you would give all your money to the – I worry you would give all your money to the church and not use some just to pay your bills. Okay. Well, I know what you shouldn't use your stimulus money to pay for. Um, how about not a tiger cub? Not a tiger cub is the answer. I got the eye of the tiger. Oh, 
oh, you might want to get checked there, Doc. Well, I was definitely breaking up. (laughs) Hey, timing is an interesting thing. And in the world, we're around at the time of Easter. We're around at the time where people listening are going, oh, when are they going to be back together? And we can hear them together doing an episode. We're also at a time where um, people need to stop giving Carol Baskin's money. I mean, you know, she said, and it sounds like something from the Bible. Judge me by the enemies I have made. And if you're a patient out there and you have meth mouth, I still love you. We can get treatment. We can get those teeth cleared up. But don't spend that stimulus money on a tiger cub. That's right. And I'm praying for you. I think it's important that, uh, that you find the help. That is available to you, but the other thing is, um, it's it, it, it's okay because I think we're going to be in this situation for a little while to spend some of that money on um, making sure that you can watch Netflix on multiple screens. Oh yes, yes, Netflix is doing well. Yes, as is Doc and the Deacon. And so two things you can always count on. The doc, who is not a doctor of mystical science, is just a regular old family doctor, is in... And the deacon, who's not a deacon of mystical science, just a regular old deacon who believes in Jesus and is celebrating the fact that although Jesus died, he also rose again on Easter Sunday, is always speaking. Uh, Listen, please uh, check us out. Follow us on Instagram. At Doc and the Deacon. Check us out on Twitter. At Doc Deacon. Uh, you can always uh, say thanks to our wonderful producer, Tucker Butler. Music by Franchise. I don't know if he'll come up with a, a Tiger King recap. No, but, but, you, I, but you should check out his coronavirus uh, rap video, which is pretty oh, amazing. Yeah, flatten the Curve, Poppy. Flatten the Curve. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And um, we... Doc and the Deacon t-shirts are coming out, but you know, Joe Exotic has uh, Tiger King underpants. We are not going to sell underpants no matter how big Doc and the Deacon becomes. And do not wear them as a mask. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel like Tiger King underpants as a mask <laughs> is maybe... If you wear Tiger King underpants as a mask, you're winning the quarantine. Oh, if you send us a picture with Tiger King... Underpants as a mask. We will send you a Doc and the Deacon hoodie for free. Oh, I like it. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic. You can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable. Take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.